Hello, my name is Bide Miologunde and you're listening to episode 182 of the Bid Picture podcast. On this episode, I'll talk about how the US government uncovered a sophisticated conspiracy to infiltrate Twitter's workforce for espionage purposes. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Part 1. The charges were unusual. So on November 6, 2019, U.S. federal prosecutors charged two former Twitter employees and a Saudi national with spying on some users of the social media platform who were critical of the Saudi kingdom and then providing that information to Saudi officials. The complaint filed in federal court in San Francisco, California, accuses Ahmad Abuamo, Ali al-Zabara and Ahmed al-Mutairi of acting as illegal agents of a foreign government. Mr. Abuamo, one of the former Twitter employees, was arrested in Seattle on Tuesday, November 5, 2019 and was accused of trying to obtain personal information about Saudi Arabia's critics. Mr. al-Zabara, the other former Twitter employee, allegedly used employee credentials between November 2014 and May 2015 to obtain email addresses, dates of birth, and other information about people who had published posts that were critical of the Saudi royal family. In the past, Saudi Arabia has been accused of aggressively going after the regime's detractors. In 2018, the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, concluded that Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist critical of Saudi Arabia, was killed under the order of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Saudi Arabia has repeatedly denied that claim. Abu Amo and Al-Zabara began working for Twitter around 2013 and left the company in 2015. Mr. Al-Mutairi, who is identified as a Saudi national, was accused of operating as an intermediary between the two former employees and the Saudi government, basically convincing the Twitter employees to access the information they requested. So those Twitter employees received payments of varying kinds, which included in at least one case, a wristwatch, and in other cases, cash or other benefits. Mr. Abuamu was also accused of destroying records in the investigation. So those charges were unusual because the alleged wrongdoing by citizens of a close Middle Eastern ally of the United States and detail a sophisticated conspiracy to infiltrate Twitter's workforce and leverage access to Twitter's systems in order to spy on individual users of the social media platform. Twitter said the company restricts access to sensitive account information to a limited group of trained and vetted employees. Mr. Alzabara allegedly accessed the personal information of over 6,000 Twitter accounts in 2015 on behalf of the Saudi government. Prosecutor said his job was website maintenance and did not involve accessing individual Twitter accounts. 
U.S. authorities allege that in one instance, Mr. Abuamo obtained the email address of a prominent critic of the Saudi royal family who had more than 1 million followers. So up next, I'll talk about how one of those former Twitter employees became a spy. Stay with us. a million dollar house and an Audi SUV. For years, 44-year-old Ahmad Abuamo, a husband and father of three, lived a Seattle lifestyle, not unlike many of his neighbors. He owned a million dollar house, drove an Audi SUV, and worked at Amazon. So he bought the house in question back in August 2017, and it the house is located in Seattle's North Queen Anne neighborhood. So that lifestyle was upended in early November 2019 when he was arrested by the FBI. He was charged with acting as an agent of the Saudi Arabian government while working for Twitter years before he worked for Amazon. Mr. Abuamo, who is a dual American and Lebanese citizen, was recruited by a rising lieutenant in the Saudi government. So the name of that Saudi official is Badir al-Asekar, who had headed the private office of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman since before he became Crown Prince. The FBI's criminal complaint alleged that the Saudi official, Mr. al-Asekar, carefully developed contact with Mr. Abuamo and appeared to be the operation's mastermind and paymaster. Mr. Abuamo, according to the complaints, fed his Saudi contacts information on two Twitter users who were regime critics, one of whom had more than a million followers and the other who was allegedly posing as a member of the Saudi royal family. Mr. Abuamo, who family and friends in letters to the federal court in Seattle described as a loyal and responsible family man, also supported his sister who has a disabled daughter who needed numerous eye surgeries. He was pursuing a master's degree from Harvard University's Extension School, which is part of its continuing education program, according to a letter from Zaina, his wife of 10 years. The FBI also charged two other men, Ali Al-Zabara and Ahmed Al-Mutairi, with acting as illegal agents of a foreign government by providing private information about Twitter users to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. According to the FBI, Mr. Al-Zabara also worked at Twitter, and Mr. Al-Mutairi controlled a social media company that works for the royal family and helped recruit Mr. Abuamo. Both are Saudi citizens and are believed to have returned to Saudi Arabia. The FBI has issued warrants for their arrest. Mr. Abuamo began working at Twitter in San Francisco in late 2013 as a media partnerships manager for customers in the Middle East and North Africa. About six months after joining the social media company, Mr. Abuamo was asked to set up a tour of Twitter's headquarters for what was billed as a group of Saudi entrepreneurs. Among them was a foreign official who ran a charitable organization for a member of the Saudi royal family. That individual was Mr. Al-Asekar. 
So the visit sparked contact between Mr. Aseker and Mr. Abuamu, eventually leading to his arrest in Seattle on November 5, 2019. Federal prosecutors accused Mr. Abuamu of using his ability to access personal Twitter user data to feed information on critics of the Saudi government to his contacts in return for multiple payments. For instance, in December 2014, Mr. Abuamo was accused of accessing the email address of a Twitter user who was a prominent critic of the Saudi government and had more than 1 million followers. According to the FBI's complaint, Mr. Abuamo accessed the email information several more times in the following months. A few months after visiting Twitter's San Francisco offices, Mr. Abuamo and a Saudi official were in regular contact and then the two of them arranged to meet in London. Mr. Al-Mutairi, one of the Saudi citizens also charged in the case, was employed by a company working for the Saudi government and contacted Mr. Abuamo in November 2014 ahead of the London meeting. So according to the FBI, Mr. Al-Mutairi also managed the contact with Mr. Al-Zabara, who is the other charged Twitter employee. The FBI said Mr. Abuamo, while on a work trip to a Twitter event, met Mr. Al Asekar, the Saudi official, in London on December 5, 2014. Within a week, Mr. Abuamo began collecting information on some of the social media platform's users. Two months later, the Saudi official started paying Mr. Abuamo via one of Mr. Abuamo's relatives. So Mr. Abuamo left Twitter in May 2015. However, contact with a Saudi official continued and the Saudis subsequently requested help to close some Twitter accounts. Mr. Abuamo, who continued to receive payments from the Saudi officials, contacted former colleagues to help with those requests. So contact between the Saudis and Mr. Abuamo continued for months even after he had relocated from San Francisco to Seattle and began working at Amazon. So he began working for Amazon in 2015, soon after leaving Twitter. He stopped working at Amazon sometime in 2018, and Amazon did not provide details on why he left the company. His last job at Amazon, similar to his role at Twitter, was as a media partnerships manager responsible for the Middle East and North Africa. Mr. Abuamo holds a bachelor's degree from the University of Washington in Communications and Political Science. He has held various marketing jobs, including a stint in 2007 and 2008 at a Saudi bank in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. After he left Amazon, he listed his job on LinkedIn as a digital consultant. So the FBI first contacted Mr. Abuamo in Seattle in October 2018 about his contact with the Saudis. During that interview, Mr. Abuamo made what the FBI said were false statements. For example, Mr. Abuamo said the Saudi officials had given him a wristwatch valued at about $500, and he said he had received $100,000 from a Saudi official. The FBI said he tried to sell the wristwatch for $25,000 and he received at least $300,000 in payments. 
the FBI also said it falsified an invoice. So in 2019, Mr. Abuamo's financial fortunes took a dramatic turn. He filed for bankruptcy in August 2019, and in the filing, he said his income had fallen to $15,000 as of that date, down from $159,000 in 2018 and $252,900 in 2017. According to the bankruptcy filing, his main source of income was rental income via Airbnb. At one point, he was also a driver for ride-hailing firm Lyft. So up next, I'll provide recent updates regarding this case. Stay with us. Part 3. He submitted his resignation letter by email on the way to Saudi Arabia. So on Tuesday, August 9, 2022, former Twitter employee Ahmad Habuamo was found guilty of spying for Saudi Arabia after passing on private user information associated with critics of the Saudi kingdom in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars. He was also found guilty of money laundering, falsification of records, and one count of wire fraud. He was found not guilty of five other counts of wire fraud. After the verdict was read in court, one of the jurors told lawyers in the courtroom that it took them almost three days to come to a consensus on the spying count. Mr. Abuamo's defense said during the trial that he had just been doing his job while at Twitter and that the government did not meet the burden of proof regarding allegations that he was involved in a scheme to feed information on critics of the Saudi government to contact in Saudi Arabia. The government said that Mr. Abuamo also involved one of those colleagues, Ali Al-Zabara, who performed website maintenance for Twitter, introducing him to a Saudi contact, Mr. Badir Al-Asekar. The Justice Department charged Mr. Al-Zabara and another man, Ahmed Al-Mutairi, with acting as illegal agents of a foreign government for their alleged roles in giving private Twitter user information to Saudi Arabia. Mr. Al-Mutairi, who is a Saudi citizen, controlled a social media company that worked for the Saudi royal family and helped recruit Mr. Abuamo into the scheme. Mr. Al-Zabara, who is also a Saudi citizen, used his employee credentials to obtain email addresses, birth dates, and other information about users who had made Twitter posts that were critical of the Saudi royal family. He accessed the personal information of more than 6,000 Twitter accounts for the Saudi government in 2015. So when Twitter later confronted Mr. Al-Zabara about why he was accessing that information, he fled the country and submitted his resignation letter by email on the way to Saudi Arabia. Mr. Al-Mutairi is also believed to have returned to Saudi Arabia, and the FBI has issued arrest warrants for both of them. In 2018, FBI agents interviewed Mr. Abuamo at his home. There, he lied to the agent about his involvement with the scheme 
and gave them a fake invoice he had created just moments before. He was arrested and charged with 11 counts about a year later. The trial took place over the course of about two weeks inside the San Francisco Federal Courthouse. It included testimony from current and former Twitter employees, the FBI agent on the case, and Mr. Abuamo's sister. Friends and family members wrote in letters that Mr. Abuamo was a loyal and responsible family man who supported his sister's daughter who needed multiple eye surgeries. Mr. Abuamo himself did not testify. So to wrap up on this episode, I talked about how the U.S. government uncovered a sophisticated conspiracy to infiltrate Twitter's workforce for espionage purposes. So that's all I have for this episode 182 of the Bid Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bid Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity's news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.